the moment of childbirth, and I'm talking about the moment, you know, when you push your baby out, may be more painful when you deliver vaginally, true, but recovery from a C-section typically takes longer and is more painful for most women. If you are worried about having pain during your delivery, a lot of people are, a lot of people are really, really scared of having that pain. There are so many options for pain management if you have a vaginal delivery. Epidural is a great choice. and Epidural is one of the best options for full pain control during a vaginal birth. Now, of course, it comes with risks and benefits, and sometimes they don't work, as you guys know this. But for those moms who are really, really afraid of that pain, an epidural can be a really, really great choice. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the knowledge and confidence you need to erase the unknowns of pregnancy and birth and rock the newborn days like a boss. My name is Liesl Team. I'm a fellow mom, labor and delivery nurse, and your host. Each week on this podcast, you'll hear a mix of birth stories, expert interviews, and other fun pregnancy and birth-related content. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now let's get into this week's episode. Happy Monday, you guys. So this week on the podcast, I am on solo for you all. And I'm sorry if you hear some background noise today. Can you hear it? You might not be able to hear it now, but I feel like it's really loud. It always seems like whenever I'm recording a podcast episode, my neighbor wants to cut his grass. It's literally a joke. And I've told this to like guests who I've recorded. I feel like it happens when I record these solo episodes. I feel like it happens when I record with my guests. It happens all the time. It's like, it's not all day long. And then as soon as I get on a podcast episode, he's like, oh, time to cut the grass. <laughs> okay. So solo Liesl today, we are talking about C-section birth versus having a vaginal delivery. We are going to talk about some common myths regarding C-sections, pros and cons between the two types. We're led to believe that typically a vaginal delivery is always the better choice, which is not always true, you guys. Typically, it is the safer option. We'll talk about it more in the episode though. We're also going to discuss emergency C-sections, why they might happen, what the recovery looks like between the two and more. So stay tuned. We are going to jump right in. Wondering what you need to do to stay on track during each week of pregnancy? Not sure what you need to be learning or researching along the way? I can help. Sign up for our free weekly pregnancy series to get tips, advice, and resources tailored to your exact week of pregnancy sent straight to your inbox every week. Sign up at mommylabornurse.com slash I am pregnant to get your first email today. See you in your inbox real soon. C-section versus vaginal birth, which is the quote unquote better option? Is there a better option? All right. So the topic of C-section versus having a vaginal delivery is more and more frequent as C-sections are increasing dramatically here in the United States. But the quick answer to which one is better, typically vaginal birth is a safer option, but it might not always be better. Okay. Regardless, if you've had a 
normal pregnancy and don't, you know, even have time to listen to this whole episode, know that vaginal birth is typically safer and remains the recommended choice above C-sections. We're going to get all into this though, but I get it. Okay. Moms wonder, should I risk tearing possible complications with a vaginal birth? On the other hand, is it worth the healing time of a C-section to miss out on the experience of having a vaginal birth? So these are incredibly fair questions, yes, and you should educate yourself before making a decision for you and your baby, which is why I want to talk to you today about the pros and cons of C-sections versus having a vaginal delivery so you'll be empowered to make the decision that best fits your needs. Okay, let's get into it. So let's first talk about some common myths regarding C-sections. Number one, they are not typically safer for you and for babies. Sometimes they are, but just, you know, at face value, they're not typically a safer option for you or for baby, okay? Some people think, oh, you know, having a C-section sounds a lot safer for baby because you don't have to go through labor and having baby get stressed out. But a C-section is a major abdominal surgery and it comes with a lot of risks, all right? So number two, they are typically not easier to heal from than when you have a vaginal birth. Healing from a vaginal birth is no walk in the park, of course, but most moms would agree most moms that I've talked to and that I've heard their experience, you know, maybe if they've had a vaginal birth and they've had a one C-section, nine times out of 10, they'll usually say that their C-section was much, it was just a much longer process to heal from. It took a lot longer for them to feel quote unquote, you know, normal again. Myth number three, they are not necessarily more convenient or less painful. A lot of people think, oh, C-section sounds convenient. You just plan the day that it's going to happen. You come in, you know, you won't be in labor. It's not going to hurt. They just numb you up. No big deal. And while that's, that is true, you know, a lot of that is true, especially if you have an emergency C-section, that's definitely not more convenient. And I would argue that the pain that you deal with in recovery is quite painful. And it's not like they just cut you open and then you just don't have any pain afterwards. Yeah, maybe you're not having contraction pain, you're not going through labor and you're not actually pushing baby out of your vagina, but there's quite a bit of pain usually when you recover from a C-section. And then finally, myth number four, you can breastfeed and have skin-to-skin contact with your baby after you have a C-section. In most situations, you know, sometimes people have emergency C-sections and, you know, maybe they're not stable or baby's not stable and they can't have baby right on their chest. But in the majority of situations, especially if staff is available to help you and help assist, you know, get baby on your chest, in the majority of situations, especially with scheduled C-sections, baby comes out just fine. You can do skin to skin in the OR. You can even breastfeed in the OR. You don't have to wait until you get to recovery. I also want to point out that our choices regarding our births are deeply personal, okay? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a planned C-section. Let me say that again. There is absolutely nothing wrong with having a planned C-section. Some women believe that the pain from a C-section is less than having a vaginal birth, but you have to remember that a seven-pound baby is coming out of you, okay? It's coming out of your abdomen, but it's still coming out of you, and it's going to be a little painful regardless of the highway that they take out of mommy land. 
With all of that said, there are some scenarios where a C-section is the safer option. So let's talk about that. All right. So I will be the first to tell you that C-sections are not all bad, okay? Like everything in life, there are pros and cons to both having a vaginal birth and having a C-section. All right. So let's talk about some of the pros of having a C-section. People associate a lot of pros that aren't accurate when choosing a C-section versus having a vaginal delivery. So I wanted to share some of the actual benefits of choosing a C-section. All right. So first of all, you do have a lower risk of birth injuries such as fractures, oxygen deprivation, and shoulder dystocia. This makes sense since these injuries happen typically because of difficulty getting through the birth canal. Try to push a watermelon into a mason jar without any collateral damage and you'll see exactly what I mean, okay? All right, number two, the next benefit is reduced pain during labor. Obviously, another another benefit that makes sense. With the wonders of modern medicine, you have a fighting chance when it comes to a pain-free vaginal birth, but that doesn't always work out. We know that very well, right? A C-section pretty much guarantees that you aren't going to feel those intense contractions or the birthing experience that you do with vaginal birth. Now, that's not to say if you have an emergency C-section or you have an unplanned C-section, maybe you were in labor for this really long time, and then you had a C-section at the end. All right, the next benefit is you do minimize the risk of a pelvic floor disorder. Yes. So this was this one also makes sense because your baby's not coming out of your vagina, but it's coming out of your abdomen. So this is where your muscles and tissues, let's talk about like pelvic floor disorder. So this is where your muscles and tissues weaken and they cannot support your pelvic organs, your uterus, your bladder, your cervix, your rectum, and your vagina. When this happens, your organs can drop or press in and out of your vagina, okay? It's, I wouldn't say it's common, but you know, definitely, definitely happens after having kids. All right, the next benefit is tearing. Typically, you do not have any, you know, any risk of tearing when you have a C-section. That's not to say it's 100%. I have seen some moms still have perineal tear, especially if they've had an unplanned C-section, maybe because they've been pushing. I swear, every time, every time I record a podcast episode, can you guys hear my phone ringing? My mom calls me. I, to- I told you in the intro that my my neighbor was mowing his yard, but my mom also calls me. So listen to my mom calling me. We'll just wait for her to be done. Okay. (laughs) All right. Where were we? I think we were talking about tearing. All right. So no tearing. Typically, you do not have tearing when you have a C-section, but there are some rare circumstances where you'll be pushing for a really long time and baby will get pretty low into your perineum and you might still have a small perineal tear. That's kind of crazy to think about that you could have a C-section and also have you know a perineal tear that you have to take care of, but it does happen. All right, so the next benefit is you can potentially allow for a more convenient overall experience. I did talk about how this was a myth, but it is still, you know, somewhat true in a lot of situations. So a C-section can be scheduled. A vaginal birth usually isn't, you know, except during induction, but you still can't really predict to the hour that your baby is born. Typically with planned C-sections, you know, you know when, when, what day and about what time your baby's going to be born because you get, you know, kind of an appointment, unless for some reason the unit's really busy and you get bumped for, for whatever reason. 
All right. The last benefit is it reduces the risk of urinary or fecal incontinence. That also makes sense. Your pelvic floor muscles weaken during childbirth, making your bladder a little overreactive. And an episiotomy and rarely tearing can sometimes extend your perineum, thus causing fecal incontinence if you have a fourth degree tear. So keep in mind one of the best ways you can avoid these problems is by strengthening your your pelvic floor with a good prenatal fitness program as well. All right, so going over those benefits, it is understandable why some women think that you're better off getting a C-section, though those are some pretty good pros. All right, so now let's talk about the cons. So the risks associated with having a C-section are both short and long-term, which is why it's important to make this decision carefully. Keep in mind, a C-section is major abdominal surgery, as I said in the beginning, so it's a little more serious and involved than most vaginal births. All right, so let's talk about some risks associated with having a C-section. Number one, you do have an increased risk of having blood loss. Yes, potentially more than with having a vaginal birth, which may require a blood transfusion. Next, you do have a higher risk of having blood clots because you're not moving around. Higher rate of neonatal or maternal deaths are higher in C-section births. You have a greater risk of respiratory problems in your infant. You have a greater risk of having a possible anesthetic, can't say that word, anesthetic reaction. You do have a greater risk of later obesity and asthma in children, which is surprising when people hear that, but there was a study actually done on that. You also have a higher risk of having a greater amount of pain during healing, and we'll get more into that later. You typically have a longer healing time. You also have a higher risk of having something called adhesions, which can cause later pregnancy complications such as placenta previa, where the placenta partially or totally covers your cervix, and this can cause severe bleeding during pregnancy and delivery. It also can interfere with conceiving. Sometimes if you have a lot of adhesions in your uterus, uh, you can have trouble conceiving again. And then And then another risk is it can unfortunately make breastfeeding more difficult in the beginning, even though I did say in the beginning that you can initiate breastfeeding in the OR if you wish, if you you and baby are stable, totally doable. But it does sometimes for some women make breastfeeding more difficult because of the time period or maybe you're having a C-section because baby is unstable and you're not able to do that skin to skin or you're not able to see baby right away, maybe baby has to go to the NICU. But because of these reasons, moms who have C-sections have been shown to have lower breastfeeding rates, unfortunately, but still definitely can be done. And then finally, unfortunately, it does increase the chance of having a stillbirth or a miscarriage in a subsequent pregnancy. So these are some pretty serious drawbacks. And while most women will not experience these problems, some do. And that's why that's why I'm saying them. All right, the sound of that baby crying means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. All right, this one is from Instagram. She says, I just delivered my baby girl today, completely natural and unmedicated. I took your class and it helped me prepare to breathe through contractions and labor at home. Contractions started around 8 a.m. and were consistent through the morning, but then stalled all afternoon. I did the mile circuit and some spinning baby stretches in the evening and contractions 
contractions picked back up around 9 p.m. Tried to rest for a while, breathing through them in bed, but around midnight, I got up to move around and deal with the contractions better. They started coming closer, and at 2 a.m., they were three to four minutes apart, so we started to head for the hospital. We got there at 2.30, and I was six centimeters dilated. I was feeling exhausted. I'm sure that's a long time to be in labor already, and started wondering about an epidural, but my water broke by 3 a.m., and very quickly, I was eight to nine centimeters. The nurses were commenting on how in control I was. Didn't totally feel that way, but focused on breathing in for four and out for six and keeping my jaw and body relaxed. That is awesome. Started pushing at 4.15. Baby was out at 4.34, eight pounds, four ounces and only two hours at the hospital. I did my best to stay calm and did not feel frantic or out of control until the very end when my body started wanting to push. Thank you for all your support and resources. I really think focusing on keeping my body relaxed through contractions made all the difference in progressing quickly. Still a little in shock that I just did that. Yay, I have chills right now, you guys. That is such a great little story. Ugh. All right, if you want to check out the course that this mom took. She took Birth It Up the Natural Series, and you can head over to mommylabornurse.com and click on the Natural Series. All right, let's get right back into this week's episode. All right, so now let's talk about the pros of having a vaginal birth, and then we will talk about some risks of having a vaginal birth or cons of having a vaginal birth. All right. So I think the ben- the biggest benefit of having a vaginal birth is the fact that it's generally, generally safer for you, your baby, and any future pregnancies that you may have. The other benefits of having a vaginal birth, I keep saying vaginal, vaginal birth include having a faster recovery time typically, not having to go through major surgery. Typically, you do have a shorter hospital stay. You have less scarring and chance uh, and less chance of having an infection and the possibility of having an easier time breastfeeding, like I said, and providing, providing skin-to-skin contact right away is higher. All right, so let's talk about some cons. So every birth plan option has good and bad. So here's the list of vaginal birth risks, the bad. So the most common risks of having a vaginal birth include a potential weakening of your pelvic floor muscles causing pelvic organ prolapse or incontinence, a greater risk of birth injuries such as fractures, shoulder dystocia, oxygen deprivation, tearing, and then obviously you know, a more painful labor experience and, and going through the pain of having contractions and actually pushing a baby out. Although vaginal birth is typically recommended in normal pregnancy and labor, a C-section is certainly the right option in some situations, okay? Here are a few situations where your medical professional may want to schedule out a C-section. Number one, when birth defects are deemed likely to cause additional risk to mom or baby during during a vaginal birth. If baby has a known birth defect, like a brain defect or a heart defect, or something that uh, a vaginal birth can be you know, going through labor for a baby is more stressful than having a C-section, your provider may prefer to do a scheduled C-section so that they can get baby out as quickly as possible and in a setting that's more controlled. 
Number two, if you've had a C-section with a previous birth, especially if the cut was made vertically, this is used more often in an emergency C-sections. This is definitely an indication where a C-section is much more safe. So if you've had a C-section or really any surgery on your uterus, your chances for needing a C-section versus a vaginal birth increase. VBAC or vaginal birth after a C-section has become a more safe you know, has become more safe and common, but your option for a VBAC depends on the reason for your last C-section, the type of incision you received, and other medical factors. And if you've had this history where you have a vertical cut, VBAC is definitely not, not a safe choice for you. Number three, if you have placenta previa. All right, so this can unfortunately cause a lot of dangerous bleeding if you have a vaginal birth, if you have a placenta previa and you have a vaginal birth. So it's generally going to be safer to have a C-section. And again, if you don't know what a placenta previa is, it's basically where your placenta implanted on your uterine wall and it's covering either partially your cervix or completely covering your cervix. So if we think about logically, you know, if it's covering the opening, baby can't really get out safely. So that's a real big reason why a C-section is a good choice. Number four, when your pregnancy is otherwise deemed high risk, there are certain situations uh, such as preeclampsia, diabetes, you know, something else that may make a vaginal birth more risky than a C-section. There's a lot of various things, you know, that might deem you more high risk and going through labor is more, more high risk than having a planned C-section. Number five, if you're having multiple babies. So twins or triplets can sometimes be rough to deliver vaginally. Typically, most triplets are, you know, they'll go always for a C-section. But if you have twins, it's definitely still possible to have a vaginal birth, but it really is dependent on which way baby A is facing, okay? So if baby A is head down, then even if baby B is not head down, typically most providers are comfortable with attempting a vaginal delivery. But if baby A is not head down and they're breached or they're transverse, typically a safer option to have a C-section. And then finally, the last one is when you have an infection that might present complications or additional risk of transmitting the illness. Okay, so unfortunately, you can pass infections like HIV to your baby during a vaginal birth. Sometimes you, if you do have HIV, for instance, if your viral load is low, you typically still can have a have a vaginal delivery. But if your viral, viral I couldn't say that word, viral <laughs> load is high, typically your provider would recommend having a C-section. Another infection that I'm thinking of is if you develop something called chorioamnionitis during your birth, which is basically an infection of the amniotic fluid inside. It's actually the membrane and it can present with a fever. Baby can have a high heart rate during labor. Sometimes we can proceed with a vaginal birth, but if it's not well controlled and baby's starting to get unstable, that's definitely an indication for having a C-section. Other infections though, like if you have GBS, um, that's generally safe to have a vaginal birth. If you have something like herpes, then that in that instance, if you have a current outbreak, they'll typically recommend a C-section. But if you do not have a current outbreak, a current sore down there, then, then a vaginal birth is perfectly fine. So those are just some, some instances. 
All right. So let's talk about which one is more painful. I've touched on this a little bit earlier, but let's talk, let's talk about which one is more painful, having a C-section or having a vaginal birth. So this is an interesting question that I get asked a lot. Many women operate on incorrect information here because you get numbed up for a C-section as you would, you know, any major operation, it's naturally assumed that a C-section is not going to be as painful as having a vaginal delivery. The moment of childbirth, and I'm talking about the moment, you know, when you push your baby out, may be more painful when you deliver vaginally, true, but recovery from a C-section typically takes longer and is more painful for most women. If you are worried about having pain, During your delivery, a lot of people are. A lot of people are really, really scared of having that pain. There are so many options for pain management if you have a vaginal delivery. Epidural is a great choice. Epidural is one of the best options for full pain control during a vaginal birth. Now, of course, it comes with risks and benefits, and sometimes they don't work, as you guys know this. But for those moms who are really, really afraid of that pain, an epidural can be a really, really great choice to get rid of that contraction pain during birth. So now, if you have a C-section, does that mean that any following births must also be via C-section? No. So luckily, VBACs are becoming more increasingly common, you guys. You guys know I love VBACs. In fact, research has shown that between 60 and 80% of women who want a VBAC are successful with it. VBACs are also associated with fewer complications than an elective repeat C-section. With that said, not all moms are able to have a VBAC, even if their next pregnancy is quote unquote normal. For example, if your C-section incision, like we talked about, was made vertically, which sometimes is necessary, a VBAC is much more dangerous and can end in something called a uterine rupture, which is not what we want. So if you are interested in having a VBAC, maybe you've had a C-section with your first, or even maybe you've had two C-sections, talk to your provider. There are a lot of really great VBAC-friendly providers out there. Okay. Can I have an elective C-section? Well, it depends on your provider. Okay, most medical professionals will discourage you unless there is a medical reason for having an elective C-section. Unfortunately, many moms who ask for a C-section are doing so because they are fearful of childbirth. This is definitely true. You guys, I get these DMs all the time. I see these comments all the time on my posts. Well, that's totally a normal thing to feel. I know, it's scary. Keep in mind that overall, a C-section is major abdominal surgery and should be treated as such. There's going to be some pain associated with the birth of your baby, and there's no way to get around that. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists do not recommend getting an elective C-section without any medical need. If you still want to discuss the option with your medical provider, be aware that there are typically a few hoops you have to jump through before your provider will consider agreeing to this. All right, so I told you guys I was going to talk about recovery differences, so let's talk about that now. So recovery of having a C-section versus having a vaginal birth. Overall, a C-section usually requires more time to heal, okay? Not only did you go through major surgery, which carries more risk than having a vaginal birth, but your hospital stay will be longer and it's going to take more time before you can move around normally. 
The big difference worth noting, though, is that a C-section recovery is typically more difficult, okay? Um, Typically, with a vaginal birth, still want you to take, you know, take it easy for the first few days, stay in bed, you know, lay around as much as you can. But with a C-section, you kind of like can't really get up too well and move around. You're stuck. It's, you're, you're in a lot of pain. It's really hard to even sit up in bed. Um, I did a reel a while back about how to get out of bed if you've just had a C-section and really you should be doing that for the first few days. So it can, it can be quite, quite painful. All right. And finally, to wrap this episode up, so having a C-section versus having a vaginal birth, you and your provider should make that decision together, okay? You get to choose what you think is best for you and your family. While traditionally, vaginal birth is typically the safer option, that is not the best option for everyone. Have a serious talk with your medical provider and work out what is going to be best for you and your baby. All right, that is it for this episode on C-sections versus having a vaginal birth. I hope that was informative for you guys. If you, you know, if you're a mom listening right now that's still pregnant and you're wondering about some of these differences, I hope I laid them out nicely for you guys. All right, I will see you guys same time, same place next week. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your motherhood journey. It is truly an honor. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So if you're liking what you hear or you have a suggestion, I'd be so grateful if you'd go ahead and leave me a review wherever you're listening to help more mamas just like you find the show. What do you think? Are you starting to feel a little more confident about your pregnancy and birth? Well, if you want more, be sure to head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast for today's show notes and a library of episodes so you can keep getting educated before your upcoming birth. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the blog and learn about our online birth classes. Find it all and more over at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. See you next week. Same time, same place.